When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the official Caps Shirt Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll. I have an incredible episode for you today on this Monday. Um, we're going to be talking about some league news, as usual, as we normally do on Mondays, and We'll obviously be breaking down four of the games that uh, we didn't talk about last week. Uh, the Caps, you know, they did okay. Let's uh, let's not let's pump the brakes a little bit. I think that uh, there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> vitriol online about them, but we'll get into it uh, when we when we get to it. Let's pop some tabs and get right in. One, two, three. All right, a little bit of league news here. Uh, Phil Kessel. Sets the Ironman streak at 990 in the NHL. That's insane. You know, you look at that guy and you think, I don't know, he should probably be serving up hot dogs somewhere. And he's got 990 consecutive games played in the NHL. Wild stuff. He also, on that night that he set that Ironman Ironman streak, scored his 400th goal. The guy is a talented goal scorer. Um... And I guess we'll just leave it at that. Congratulations, Phil. Keep it going. Brad Marchand is back early off IR. And on his first game back, he scored two goals. You know, the Boston Bruins are absolutely rolling right now. It's crazy to see that they brought back, you know, two people who were, you know, I think people were saying like Bergeron, Krejci, they're they're washed. You know, they're too old to re-sign. They came back for one-year team-friendly deals. Um, or short-term, short-term uh, team-friendly deals, and man, have they just proven every all the haters wrong? It's crazy to see, and it's great to see. You know, I love to love to to uh, when when players prove prove haters wrong. It's amazing stuff. Tamp Tampere Tampere Finland will host two games between the Avs and Blue Jackets at Nokia Arena on Friday and Saturday. Those will air at 2 p.m. Eastern time. 
Uh, there's a couple of finished players on both teams. The Avs have Rantanen and Lekkanen, and the Jackets have Line, Kekalainen, and Korpisalo. The NHL has already played in Bern, Switzerland, Berlin, Germany, and Prague, Czech Republic this year as part of their global series. Always great to see the NHL spreading their wings, checking out uh, other countries, and, I mean, over 2 million people tuned in to the Canada, uh, to the the IIHF gold medal in Finland. It's obviously a huge thing. Uh, Hockey is in in Finland. So it's great to see some of, you know, those people getting to watch the sport at the highest level. And also it's good to spread the NHL and spread the game. Some league injuries. Seth Jones out three to four weeks with a thumb injury for the Chicago Blackhawks, who are, I mean – Dumpster fire or dumpster fire adjacent for sure. Right now in the standings, you know they're actually in a in a uh, a third the third in the central. But who knows how long they can sustain that? Uh, last year was really bad for them. They're definitely in a rebuild stage. They've signed too many long term expensive contracts, and uh, I mean for them it was worth it. You know a few cups they got out of it, so you can't hate that. Uh, but they're definitely in the rebuild stage right now. Couturier, some updates on him, out three to four months after back surgery. He is on his first year of an eight-year, $62 million deal for the Flyers. He had some nagging back issues through the summer. Uh, The team thought that they'd be able to, you know, hit him with an epidural, which he said was good, you know, but the, the nerve damage, and I guess there's some, some herniated discs, uh, kind of bone-to-bone action, which sounds terrible in your back, uh, that is still present. So they opened him up and cleaned some areas out, they said. And he'll be out three to four months. So hope for him to get a speedy recovery. And also James Van Riemsdyk out six weeks with a broken finger. The hits keep coming for this Flyers squad, who is currently sitting pretty. And they're second. They're second in the Metropolitan, with uh, <clears throat> eleven points, one point out of the lead. Uh, New Jersey is leading the division. I told you guys not to sleep on them. Of course, it's less than ten games, and give it another ten games, and this landscape could c- completely change. Obviously, I expect the Caps to at least be in a wild card spot, but you never know. Um, it's interesting to see that Philly's hot out the gate. I guess that Tortorella magic is doing its thing. There is one suspension. Michael Rasmussen was actually banned two games for a high stick to Krejci. I didn't get to watch this replay, but if it's two games for a high stick, I'm guessing it was pretty uh, pretty blatant and, and bad. So, uh, you know, mess around and uh, find out. All right, Caps fans, we've got a lot to cover in the Washington wraparound, but first... Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again, and thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-gay parlays, combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot of an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Caps fans, let's hop right into the Washington wraparound. We'll be talking about all four games that I missed and what this team's uh, really looking like right now. All right, so just a quick update on the OV scoring chart. He is soon to break Howe's record of 786 goals with one team. He's currently at 784, two goals, and he ties in three goals, and he breaks it. The milestones just keep on coming for Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, Tom Galetti has a great article on NHL.com that reiterates that OV wants to stay with the Caps his entire career, like point blank, period. I immediately have to say, fuck you, told you so, to the haters who thought he'd sell out and chase the bag or, you know, go to Russia early, retire and go back to Russia to, I don't know, be home and and, and be more rich. Uh, it's clear that throughout his career, he has consistently shut down those rumors and also he has, uh, he's you know, held true to the promise that he would stay here in D.C. for as long as possible, as long as we'd have him, so... Love to see it. Uh, and in fact, in this article, Ovi didn't even know about this record until someone told him recently. Uh, what a life, man. I mean, the GOAT levels are so high that he doesn't even know that he's reaching them. It's wild stuff. Um, but moving on, as as per Sam Pelbacki and Wilson have skated briefly. Those are good signs. I don't even think, I mean, it's, it's skating in the sense that they've been on the ice messing around. Uh, TJ Oshie you know, uh, said that Backy said he'd be on the ice one day and, and apparently he's just whipping around flat sauce all day. So that's great. You love to see that. Um, I mean, it's still a long way off for these two to come back, especially Nick Backstrom, but definitely a positive sign. I'm sure that they feel great being able to skate around and, and test it out, make sure that, that, uh, you know, they're still, at least activating some of those muscles that have been rested for so long. It'll be interesting to see when Wilson comes out, uh, comes back and what they're going to do with the lineup. We're cap strapped, as you know, as always. So I'm not sure who's going to be sitting down or what's going to happen, but it will, it'll definitely be interesting to see. I think the young players on the team have a lot to prove and the ones who are doing well, will uh, will get to stay. Uh, Backstrom, on the other hand, if he comes back, there's going to be huge change that need to be made to make room for his cap. But, uh, you know, I think that's, uh, that's, we'll, we'll burn that bridge after we cross it, I guess. Moving on to the games. Like I said, I didn't get to cover the Saturday game, uh, as I was, as I had to record early last week, but Saturday, October 22nd, 7 PM, I actually didn't even get to watch this game, but we did win. Four to three against uh, L.A. Uh, where did this L.A. team come from, man? I mean, I think last year they surprised, and this year they continue to. They've got some good young talent, and Jonathan Quick is just like a, a I mean, ageless wonder maybe, but he's just still steady. Uh, he's not the guy that we saw winning cups for sure. But he's still very much relevant, and L.A. has doubled down on him and, and continues to make him the starter. So great to see there. Uh, 
this game was really neck and neck back and forth the first period until the Kings buried two in the second. So just like an overwhelming sigh from all of Caps Nation when they saw this, I'm sure. Two nothing into the second, uh, Caps down again. Fortunately, Caps uh, did string together about 10 minutes of domination when, uh, when won that game. That's exactly you know how they've been playing as of late, and it's crazy. It's I think hyper frustrating, obviously, for us fans to see like why can't you put sixty minutes of this together? But it just seems like the Caps have to have a lot of motivation to play hard. I don't know. I mean, it's and maybe it's just things aren't clicking right. And at at a, a ten minute stretch of a game is all they need to win. Then they're gonna keep doing it. Dowd, Carlson, and Eller all found Twine within the first 10 minutes of the third to take the lead until the Caps inevitably let the uh, Kings get back in with an Arvidsson tying goal. Luckily, Marcus Johansson had enough and buried one with about five minutes to go. Looking pretty good, though. Fighting back a 2-0 deficit for a win in regulation uh, after a really tough first period. So, You know, obviously that first 10 minutes of goal scoring had to be built upon somehow. So, you know, having the cat, watching the caps kind of come back from a a bad first build on a second and then, you know, finding twine the first 10 minutes of the third is a great, great feeling. So maybe I was downplaying how much effort they actually put in, but it was 10 minutes of results. We'll go with that. So that's a win. That's a dub column there. Moving on, uh, the Caps moved went into New Jersey to play the Devils, uh, and really it was just like a four-goal second period from the Caps that, that catapulted them into this win. And Lindgren, our backup, had 37 saves, right? So uh, it was interesting. This was, a, this was a time where Kemper could have played, but they put Lindgren in. Uh, I think that's pretty, uh, pretty keen uh, and, and, and sly coaching on personnel there. You definitely want to see Lindgren get some reps, especially because as we know, Kemper has, has not played more than like mid forties games throughout a season. So I think that the caps are probably leaning on Charlie Lindgren to be carrying a little bit of the water for sure. Mantha Hathaway and Malenstein Beck Malenstein, baby Uh, two turntables (laughs) all cashed in on their first assists of the season and Ovi had a power play goal. Protoss also scored his first of the season off a nice dangle, a feed in front. Um, the end score, you know, may make you think that the Caps dominated, but they did concede the first goal, uh, and that's the second night in the row, and let New Jersey mount a small comeback in the third. They also buried the Caps in shots, New Jersey did. Not perfect, but a solid win. Um, I'll take against this new underrated New Jersey team all day because, like I said, I really think that New Jersey is going to be. I mean, you can't write them off. You know, they may make the playoffs this year, uh, and they may make it within an actual division spot, not a wild card seed. So, keep your eye on New Jersey. They're a little scary. They scare me a little bit. Like not not New York Rangers or Carolina scare me a little bit, but like, you know, they're they're kind of. They're, they're a liability. Let's just keep it at that. Caps had some time off. Thursday the 27th, they went to Dallas, and the first period was just a banger. The ice was tilled in Dallas's favor. Dallas ended up with a late goal off of uh, 
Jason Robertson's deflection. I love this kid. D- Jason Robertson is a stud. It's great to see uh, him doing well. I still believe he's an RFA too. So Dallas really needs to lock him in. And honestly, they should they should put like seven mil a year on this kid and let him just go to work. Get him for eight years. Get that cap certainty. And four years when the cap is up 10 mil from where, hopefully, from where it is now, you can look back and say, man, that was a really savvy move. Uh, keep this kid on their team for sure. The second period was a defensive battle with each team struggling to really penetrate the middle. Everything was coming from the outside. Dallas fans filled their diapers full, overflowing diapers. When Orlov an Orlov hit accidentally came up high on the newest thorn in the Caps' ass, Mason Marchment. If you'll remember, this guy tore us up last year in the playoffs with Florida. Uh, there was no call on the play. There probably should have been. Look, it was it was an elbow to the neck. Did Orlov maliciously target his neck? Absolutely fucking not. I think that if you think that, you're a Dallas fan. Um, I think that's hockey. Eventually, the refs made it 4-on-4 four four to make up for it. Um, but ultimately, it didn't didn't matter as the Caps nor the Stars scored in the middle frame. I was talking shit to a bunch of Dallas fans. And good God, I was surprised, first of all, that they existed. And second, uh, they are dumb. I mean, I... <laughs> I was uh, I was really surprised at how uh, angry they got. I literally just posted like a Mr. Krabs like smallest fiddle in the world a meme about the Mason or the uh, the Mason Marchment hit, and they attacked, which is good. I always love a a good internet battle. I am the hockey troll after a while or after all. <clears throat> um, the is anyone else? noticed though and, and it took me this many games to notice koozie's new like tinted visor a la early career ovechkin um i kind of like it but uh even more important his absence from the from the pp1 uh, i think that coaching staff has given him a breather there i do think that they're deploying him in sneaky ways to try to get him open and and maybe a little less pressure uh against maybe some like a third line and fourth line talent on the other team. But uh, definitely interesting to see that Kuznetsov is off the PP1 officially, at least so far. And um, he's got a tinted visor. So I don't know. Maybe this is like dark Kuzi era. Who knows? The third period started in Dallas uh, much the same, but the Caps finally get a power play where they tried it out, trotted out this like new PP look. And I, I, it, Again, I didn't get to watch totally all the other games here, so this may be a couple games late that I'm mentioning this, but uh, it's kind of like an umbrella OV up top, and there's a little bit more motion, so they're running like a bit of a high cycle, three-man high cycle. Um, I applaud Forsyth's creativity here to try to mix it up for sure, maybe get OV a little bit over uh, into the middle. make the feeds a bit easier as we've seen JC's having a, a couple games. He had some, a hard time getting the one timer over to him. I, uh, I, I've always, I've been, I mean, if anything, I just wanted more motion out of, out of the power play. I think that if you can start mixing it up, moving bodies up high on the power play, that it, it confuses the defense, right? Um, if most NHL 
PKs kind of are a, di- a diamond or a box. So basically a, a one, two, one, or a two, two, uh, kind of formation. And that if you're going around on the perimeter with the puck carrier, the, the low guy is passing off to the high guy and vice versa. I think that if you can get two or three guys moving at the same time, it's really hard for the defense to sort it out and keep an eye on the puck. I think that the caps can definitely use that confusion and a little bit of misdirection to get a lot of action onto the right side. And I think that our passers are skilled enough to feed Ovi on the other side if he's there. But here they kind of put him up top, like where John Carlson generally is. So kind of like on the quarterback uh, defense position. What I see the weakness here is if we make a bad pass, I mean, that leaves us open for some shorthanded goals, which, you know, happened this week. So I I like the, the wrinkle. It's always good to experiment, especially this early in the season with this new uh, power play look and with the new personnel. But uh, as far as success, I'm not really sure uh, where we landed on this. I think that uh, we'll probably eventually go back to OV on the left circle in his office doing what he does best and basically trying to pass around and a uh, little bit more of a stagnant play, unfortunately. We could also do, though, you know, again, like I said, motion is awesome. I'm thinking maybe like a, a bottom right corner working a cycle there, getting some of the defensemen and the power on the PK kind of picked and a little bit of interference play getting down in there. And then, uh, and then dishing it over up to the point and then over to Ovi. Um, Mo- Strom, Mojo, and, and Oshi, Carly, Ovi as the new PP1. So, no, again, no Kuznetsov. Marcus Johansson proving himself early and getting rewarded. Obviously, you got Oshi, um, Carlson, and Ovi there. Uh, the first minute was solid. As the puck retrieval was great. I mean... I think Craig Lachlan said, like, that's the third or fourth puck that TJ Oshie has retrieved on this on this power play look, which is amazing. I mean, obviously, TJ Oshie, that's his, that's his game. He's awesome at it. Um, but then uh, Lindell clears. John Carlson retrieves and tries to do it all himself. He ends up getting pickpocketed uh, by Kiviranta, and he flies in and buries. It was just a – this is a weird play – after this, Twitter exploded with trade John Carlson and things like that. I'm not sure that this is totally on JC. He he pushed the puck up in front of him, um, but then looked up and Kuznetsov was right in his lane. And Kuzi also <laughs> tried to kind of help out like with one hand on the stick, which ended up causing just more mayhem and the, the easy turnover for Kiviranta. I mean, credit to Kiviranta there for not giving up and, and chasing John Carlson down. But uh, I don't know, kind of a clusterfuck weird play. Caps hockey, baby. You got to love it. So that's a shorthanded goal. And of course, cue the crucified John Carlson crowd on Twitter. Ottinger, though, a shining star, Earned, I think, his first shutout for Dallas. He was incredible, really good. Uh, his defense and his team uh, under Peter DeBoer was really keeping chances out to the outside. So you, if you're a Dallas fan, you got to love to see that. Um, so after that, 
<laughs> whole shit show. The drama really started. Shuri took a penalty, which was immediately washed out. Uh, and then Laviolette pulled Kemper. I love this. This is a good move. Uh, let's get some uh, five on, on four action. No goals, but I think the Caps really did throw everything at the net, uh, including a bid from Ovi that rang post. Oh, she took a penalty late, and then that's all she wrote. So a lot of penalties on both sides, and then some early goal pulling or goalie pulled action. So uh, overall, a pretty pretty interesting game. I think Dallas played really well, and it was backstopped by by a, a incredible effort by Ottinger. But I think you know, despite how you may feel, Caps fans, it was it was a close game, really. Um, the Caps just couldn't get it done on the offensive side of the puck. I definitely think that aside from the clusterfuck power play, uh, the Caps were also keeping chances to the outside. And really, I mean, if we take away that that shorthanded goal, it was a one-goal game, uh, a defensive battle and, and a goaltending battle there. So I can't hate it too much. I, I think that overall the Caps trending the right direction I think the advanced analytics also say that story as well. It was a lot closer than a 2 nothing shutout. Um, it wasn't exactly like the Caps were getting buried in chances. Very back and forth and, and overall just a close game. So, you know, put the pitchforks down and, and douse those torches. On the 29th, the Caps went to Nashville and absolutely went off. 3 nothing win. A scoreless first, but lots of shots from either team, shaping up to basically a goalie battle. Uh, Yosef Saros in, in net for, for Nashville, who had a really good season last year and is proving to be um, a solid replacement for old Pekka Rene uh, in Nashville. Oshin and John Carlson, fortunately, though, both injured in the first, playing under five minutes each, and they were out the rest of the game. I don't have an update on them. Uh, obviously, when that becomes available, I'll let you know, probably next week on Monday. Uh, but finally in the second, Nashville D uh, fucking ran into each other for the second time in the game. And Beck Malenstein scores off a nice feed from Dowd. It was a really pretty passing play, really good puck retrieval and heads up play by Dowd. I mean, that's our fourth line doing that. Uh, and, and you've got to love to see it. I definitely think that the Caps' fourth line is is solid. You've got Hathaway and Dowd who are really the mainstays and they're able to, you know, I think a, a, a good indication that, that your fourth line is solid is that you can move guys in and out with maybe one or two with, with two players, obviously being the mainstays. And not only are they cashing in on net, they're keeping the puck deep and they do that really well. And they bang bodies, which is Amazing. That's that's Caps hockey. That's good Caps hockey, I'd say. Uh, I think that Nashville is the only other team in the NHL who shits the bed as bad as the Caps, though, in their own zone. And this is exactly, you know, the result of it. The third period slogged on, really, until Protoss banged home a dirty goal from in front. Big body. Uh, love the depth scoring here the Washington Capitals are, are putting out there. And then at the very end, Ovi, Ovi with an empty netter. Orlov, <clears throat> you know, props to him. He got the assist, taking a big hit to make the play, and a really nice loft chip pass uh, up the left side where Ovi could skate into the zone and basically bury a pretty easy one past the D. 
Uh, I definitely think Kemper got the first star here with his first shutout as a Washington Capitol. So overall, Caps fans, I really think that, um, you know, again, keep in mind that October, November are the two hardest months on the schedule, as we can see. Uh, the Washington Capitals are currently outside looking in on the playoff picture. Again, pinch of salt here, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's nine games. We, we have 82 games in the season. We're not even, you know, we're like a tenth of the way through the season. Tons of hockey left to be played. Um, we're five and four. You know, the Islanders are ahead of us in the division, at, and they're also five and four. That may be a bubble ready to burst. And then you also look up in the Metro and you see New Jersey, who's killing it. You have Carolina, obviously good. And then you have Philadelphia, who's five and two and one. They've got eight games, so they've got a game in hand on almost everyone. But at the same time, you know, they've got injuries. They're struggling with depth. You know, how long can the torts juice continue to fuel them? I don't know. I don't think that they're a playoff team. I think that they're honestly punching way above their weight right now. And again, they've played less than 10 games. Let's talk about it at game 30 and see, you know, if, if Philadelphia is still in a playoff position, I would bet not by game 30, but the big challenge here is the New York Rangers are four and three and two, four, three and two. They have a goal differential of a negative one. So they've got a bit of a rocky start or had a bit of a rocky start, just like the Washington Capitals. I expect them to right the ship and regress back to norm, which is much higher than what they're playing right now. Um, the uh, So I like I said, I think that maybe the Islanders dip a bit, Philly dips a bit, and I think that they're replaced by at least D.C., and uh, and the Rangers, you can never count Pittsburgh out, who's on like a heater of a losing streak, getting their asses kicked. You love to see that through this past week. Uh, I think that's that's always an amazing thing to see. Uh, but <laughs> knowing what we know about the Pittsburgh Penguins, I'm pretty sure that that's not a trend that's likely to last too long. So, you know, uh, at the beginning of the season, I had said that I thought Carolina and New York were locks for this division for sure. They're young. They're good. They've got good goaltending. They've got a lot of things going for them. Um, I thought that New York was going to be in the mix for, or I mean, I'm sorry. I thought that Pittsburgh was also going to be in the mix along with Washington. And then you've got, uh, you know, New Jersey is kind of like the wild card as the upset guy team that can come up and, and, and make a splash, which they're currently doing is they lead the entire metropolitan division right now as a, with a six and three record. So they're on a bit of a heater plus eight goal differential. Uh, you know, the caps only have a plus two goal differential and the penguins, though they are low in the standings, they had a pretty strong start. They're at a, they're rocking a plus three goal differential, even though they've been buried the past couple of games. So, you know, that's just a quick update on the standings. Those are going to change a ton. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, overall, the picture needs to remain this. The Washington Capitals aren't a bad team. I think that they've had a, a bit of a rough start, which is understandable. They've got 
two main players out. They've got more new faces in the lineup than we have ever seen uh, in at least the past decade coming out of camp. And, you know, they're they're just trying to figure things out. This is really Laviolette's only his second real year with the Washington Capitals. I, I can't knock him for the first two years he was here. He didn't get a real camp for like two years. COVID happened. It, it was just a mess. Last year, he had his first kind of real shot in at normalcy here as, you know, doing things that he would want to do in a when, upon taking over. And then this year, this is really his, his, I think he needs to come out and make a splash. At the end of the day, unless we're hiring Barry Trotz again, I really don't see Laviolette getting fired or, or being moved at all. The breakout in most cases looks pretty good. We're getting the puck out or like out quickly and moving from defense to offense very quickly. Like to see that. And I think the, the two shining examples and, and really why I think that we're trending positively here is our goaltending has been lights out. Absolutely incredible. The start of the season, you know, of course, again, under 10 games in, but I think that there is, there's not been a game where you can say like, ah, Kemper needed to have that. And he lost, he may have lost us the game there where we probably would have already been having that discussion between VTech and Samsonov uh, this year. Uh, additionally, I think our depth is really, they're full of piss and vinegar. I love to see it. Uh, you know, you've got Protoss, Malenstein. Um, I love to see the young guy Strome coming in and, and automatically contributing. So our depth is there. If we can just get Kuznetsov in the mix and, you know, get him back on the revenge tour and, you know, continue to get Ovi and our top guys, the, the puck, I really think that uh, this team's going to be a force to be reckoned with. So, you know, no big deal. One thing real quick. I said we'd go one and two last week or two weeks ago. We ended up going uh, two and one. So that's good. Uh, And then I said that we would go two and one this last week here. And of course I was right. Never been wrong. So that's uh, that's awesome. I thought we were going to take an L to the Devils. We ended up smoking them. Ended up taking the L to Dallas, who's also on a heater. Uh, Can't really complain. So next week, we've got Carolina on Monday. And it's a back-to-back Monday, Tuesday against Carolina and Vegas. Then Detroit and Arizona. Thursday, Detroit, Arizona on Saturday. Wow, that is a tough week coming up, folks. I'm going to go ahead and say we go two and two. We drop the back-to-back and then followed up with two wins, Detroit and Arizona. You heard it here first. Book it. Bet on it. Thank me later. Caps fans, keep in mind that we will be, you know, through a, through the ringer this these two months, and that we're going to be fine. I think that we're at worst a bubble team. I'm really like liking the product that we're putting out so far. So be patient, and you know hold on to your asses. This Thursday I should have Stat Guy Blake on to talk 
and hopefully reinforce this idea with a little bit of numbers. You know, obviously I'm too dumb for that shit. So hopefully we'll get somebody on who can uh, talk about that on Thursday. And then on Monday again, as per tradition, I'll be back. We'll be reviewing these games, these four games that are going on. And, um, you know, it's capture stuff, baby. I don't know. I'm trying to end this episode and failing. Until next, until Thursday when we have Stack Eye Blake on Caps Fans Hockey Trail, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Trail podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.